I share with you a message, and I believe it's actually going to be a series on this subject of encourage. Encourage. And I believe that it is timely, it is relevant, it is needed in this hour. Because in our world, especially in our nation right now, there is a lot of discouragement. After what happened last year and after what... Uh, they are uh, what they're declaring may happen. I mean, people are, again, feeling uneasy, discouraged, despondent. But I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you today. I want to deal with encouragement today. Now, in the Old Testament, there is a, 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 a couple of verses that speak of one leader that's about to go off the scene, being exhorted and instructed by God to encourage another leader that's about to come on the scene. Of course, I'm speaking about Moses, who had led the people of Israel through the wilderness. And now God gave him a, 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 an instruction to encourage the up-and-coming leader, Joshua. So we're going to look at first Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 38. Deuteronomy 1, 38 it says, Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall go in there. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. And then in chapter 3, verse 28 of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 3:28, we read, But command Joshua and encourage him, for he shall go over this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you will see. Now, here is Joshua about to lead the people of Israel. Some estimates are that there were about 1.5, 2 million, and even more Hebrews that he was about to lead into the promised land. To say that this calling that he was now going to carry out was daunting and overwhelming uh, would be not exaggerating the point. He is about to carry out a task that I'm sure he felt unqualified for. Therefore, Moses, who Joshua, as well as the Hebrew nation knew, knew God, is commanded by God to encourage this upcoming leader, Joshua. Encouragement is powerful. I read recently a story, a true account of George Truitt. George Truitt was a tremendously effective pastor for decades in the state of Texas. His heart was broken when he accidentally killed his best friend while they were on a hunting trip. His daughter said that she never heard him laugh. After that day, Truett had a radio program, and each day when it would come to a close, he would say these words, be good to everybody, because everybody is having a tough time. Be good to everybody, because everybody is having a tough time, because he knew personally what a heavy burden People could be caring. He encouraged compassion toward them. I want to remind you, CWC Life family and friends today, that somebody is fighting a battle that you are not aware of. 
your word of encouragement or expression of care and concern is what can be instrumental in putting courage into them. Somebody is facing a challenge that is daunting and overwhelming. Your word of encouragement can be what inspires them to proceed forward into overcoming. What are you saying, Pastor Angel? Never underestimate the power of encouragement. Never underestimate its power. William Arthur Ward stated... Flatter me, and I may not believe you. Criticize me, and I may not like you. Ignore me, and I may not forgive you. Encourage me, and I will not forget you. This past week, I text this quote to my bishop, Bishop Steve Perea. And then I added a personal text to him telling him, Bishop, I wanted to thank you for being a constant source of encouragement to me. I've been reflecting lately at where I was at this time last year and where I am now. Your words, texts, and prayers last year encouraged me forward. I love and appreciate you and thank God for you. Have a blessed weekend. I want you to understand about this time last year, physically, I had no idea what was going on in my body. Physically, I was depleted with no answers. Physically, I felt I could not carry on and I wondered if I would be able To continue, not just existing, but living itself. But Bishop would constantly check up on me. He would call me. He would send me a text. He would remind me of God's calling on my life. And I remember that when he came in to fill the pulpit here for me during that time, he spoke a word over me. He declared, he prophetically declared, you're not done yet, Pastor Angel. Your greatest days are still ahead of you. God is going to do great things still through you. And I'm here about a year later to tell you, God is faithful to his word. But I stand here because of the power of encouragement. I know it's power. I've been a recipient of it. And encouragement really does make a difference. In fact, the word encourage that is used in these two verses that we've looked at from the book of Deuteronomy, they both come from the same Hebrew word. The Hebrew word, halzak, it's a primitive word. It means to fasten upon, hence to seize or to get a grip on. You see, when you encourage somebody, you empower them, you inspire them to get a grip on the very thing that they felt 
was outside of their control. When you encourage somebody, you put courage into them to get a grip on their faith, to get a grip on their faith, to get a grip on their hope, to get a grip on the promises of God. When you speak words of encouragement into somebody, you're doing more than giving them motivation and inspiration. There's an impartation that happens. And what God does because you're being sensitive to Him leading you to encourage them, He then imparts supernatural ability that enables them to live another day, to fight another round, to believe for a greater day. Encourage is powerful. Halzak, this Hebrew word for encourage, it's also defined figuratively as courageously, as courageous as well as positively, watch this, strengthen, cure, help, repair, fortify. Positively, strengthen, cure, heal, help, repair, fortify. In other words, that's the cause. That's what encouragement causes. You strengthen somebody through your encouragement. And if they are sick in their soul, they are unhealthy in their soul because of discouragement, despondency, and depression, God can use your encouragement to cure them of that anxiety, to cure them of that fear, to cure them of that depression, to cure them of that discouragement. And if they're weak and they feel they don't have the strength to carry on, God can use them to repair their hope, repair their faith, and also to fortify them, to strengthen them, to lift them, to help them, to be strong and sturdy again. There is power in encouragement. I know it for myself. This is what I believe. In a, in a day and age when cynicism and criticism rules in our society, in a day and age when you turn on the newscast, all you see is those, those newscasters declaring gloom and doom. We need a church that will be full of encouragers, that will rise and declare, but God, He is able. Woo! So how can we encourage? Encouragement through communication and celebration. Encouragement through communication and celebration. Let me just throw it out there, and don't you boo. You just tolerate. I'm an Oakland A's baseball fan. All right? I've been for years since I was a kid. But I still remember back in the day, Ricky Henderson. Anybody remember Ricky Henderson? Here's a true account. 40,000 fans were on hand in Oakland Alameda Coliseum Stadium when Ricky Henderson tied Lou Brock's career stolen base record. According to USA Today, Lou, who had left baseball in 1979, had followed Henderson's career and was excited about his success. Realizing that Ricky would set a new record, Brock said this, I'll be there. Do you think I'm going to miss it now? Ricky did in 12 years what took me 19. He's amazing. 
You see, the real success stories in life are with people who can rejoice in the successes of others. What Lou Brock did in cheering on Ricky Henderson should become the way of life within the family of God. You see, I believe that if there is a blessing of God taking place in another church, instead of becoming jelly, instead of becoming envious, instead of criticizing, we ought to be excited. Because, man, if God's doing it there, He's probably going to keep on moving and end up doing it here as well. Let's celebrate what God is doing. I want to ask you, what about when your co-worker gets that promotion that you felt you were more qualified for, do you celebrate it? Or do you go like everybody else around your office there? Why her? Why him? Do you not know moi is more qualified? Listen, when you're green with envy, you're ripe for problems. When you're green with envy, you're ripe for problems. What does the scripture encourage us to do? In Romans 12:15, the first part of Romans 12:15 in the New King James says, "Rejoice with those who rejoice." Look how it reads in the amplified. Rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing Others joy. When somebody gets that promotion at your workplace, share their joy. When somebody gets that vehicle that you've had your eye on, Anthony, I'm going to share your joy. (laughs) When somebody performs in an outstanding way, instead of criticizing, celebrate them. Let us be a church full of celebrators, not haters, because when we are celebrators, we are exemplifying the kingdom of God culture, and we are exemplifying the one who called us to celebrate what happens in others that is worth celebrating. Don't be a hater. Be a celebrator. Tweet that. Post that. Text that. And then encouragement through communication and contribution. Encouragement through communication and contribution. As a young boy, he worked in a factory, but he had an intense desire to be a singer. When he turned 10 years old, he took his first voice lesson, which procured a less than encouraging remark. From his teacher. His teacher said this after the first voice lesson. You can't sing. You haven't any voice at all. Your voice sounds like wind in the shutters. His mother, however, believed that he could learn to sing. She was very poor. But she hugged him and said these words. My boy. I'm going to make every sacrifice to pay for your voice lessons. Her encouragement 
and sacrifice for her son proved to be invaluable. He became known as one of the world's greatest singers. His name, Enrico Caruso. Or, if you're a Mexican, Enrico Caruso. That's the correct pronunciation. He's a great opera singer, and you can look him up on Apple Music. I, I remember a song of his, Santa Lucia. In fact, I told my wife, maybe I should do a, a demo of it. But she said, no, honey, please don't, honey, please. <laughs> just just preach, honey, you're, you're a preacher. <laughs> but when you look up, look him up on Apple Music, you find his, this bio concerning him. It says, a genuine rags-to-riches career saw Caruso, born in Naples in 1873, rise to the top of his profession to rule at New York's Met and command staggering fees. His sweet Lyric moving to dramatic voice, won hearts world over, and he extended his appeal by embracing the recording industry, then still in its infancy. He made over 250 recordings that were hugely popular, making him one of classical music's first recording stars. All because his mom exercised encouragement through communication and through contribution. Through what she said and what she sowed, she empowered him to become what someone else said he could never be. There is power in encouragement. Never underestimate the power of encouragement. Do you know why CWC Life CB is still here as well as in color because this house has been full of encouragers who not only say, Pastor, I believe in CWC's life vision to reach to Larry County, but they sow week in and week out. I want you to understand, I'm aware that in this house there are people that give generously, sacrificially, and when they give, I want you to know it's not just when seasons are good, it's in stormy seasons as well. But we are still here. We were able to not only have a campus in Mueller Road in color, we have it here at 240 East Fresno Street because people have said, we believe we are called to be light in the darkness and we not only say it, we're going to sow it, we're going to show it. And it makes a difference. And I want to say to you, I am thankful, I am grateful when I see how people have been giving and continue to sow into this ministry. It makes me want to serve more passionately. It makes me want to reach another family. It makes me want to reach another soul because I'm reminded that we're not in this alone and that we're carrying out the kingdom of God enterprise and we are not part of an institution that is temporal. We are part of an institution that is eternal. This is more than an institution. It is a living organism. We are the body of Christ. And when we encourage through communication and through contribution, we progress, we advance. And the kingdom of darkness needs to know greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. Woo! The Apostle Paul expressed his appreciation 
for the kindness expressed through the church of Philippi. Look at this in Philippians 4, 15 through 19. Philippians 4, 15 through 19. He says, as you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with the papyrus. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from His glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Wow. It's amazing what can happen when people exercise encouragement through communication and contribution. Now, back in the day, for those of you that are young, back in the day, houses didn't have fences around their front yard. And back in the day, the news was communicated on paper. It was called newspaper. And you would have these people on bicycles sometimes, or cars, throw the paper to the homes that were subscribers. Okay? I'm just setting up this true account with context. One morning, Marion Gilbert opened her door and was surprised to find a small dog she had never seen before with her paper in its mouth. Delighted with this delivery service, she gave him some treats. The next morning, she was horrified. To see the same dog in front of her door, wagging his tail, surrounded by eight newspapers. (laughs) She spent the rest of the morning returning the papers to her neighbors. What happened? That dog, through her expression of kindness, in giving him treats, was encouraged to take it up. A second mile. (laughs) You see, that's the power of encouragement. Never underestimate the power of encouragement. How many of you have ever been a recipient of a gift card that was totally unexpected? Some of you need a gift card. I see. Okay. (laughs) Honey, we need to get a lot of gift cards. But isn't it true, you get encouraged when somebody, through contribution, shows you encouragement. How many of you have ever got a Pentecostal handshake? What's that, Pastor? Somebody shakes your hand, and they have money when they do it, and they leave it in your hand. Why is it called Pentecostal? Because when you get those kind of handshakes, you begin to speak in tongues. That's why. Two weeks ago, I spoke in Del Rey for the 25th ministry celebration of Pastor Friend, Pastor Andy Holguin. And while I was speaking, well, actually, before I spoke, I shared that I love Vans shoes. And by the way, I only have 16 pair right now. Told them in color I need at least 30 pairs of Vans shoes because I need one for every day of the month. Mama says, no, that's enough. You're getting crazy, honey. 
So I shared that. I love Van shoes. And I, I, I just said I, I wear size 12. That's all I said. Well, check this out. That same week on Saturday, I went back there to minister at a men's conference. And before I spoke, I noticed Pastor Andy had a bag. And in it was a box that undoubtedly had shoes in it. But I had heard Pastor Andy, and he had talked to me during the week. He says, listen, listen, Pastor Andrew, we're going to be getting a shipment of shoes, and they're like knockoff vans, and they have Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse, and we're going to be giving them out as an outreach. And if, he says, and, and if you can give some out in your community, we'd love to be a blessing too. So I'm thinking in my head, okay, these are the knockoff you know, vans with Minnie or Mickey. And that's what I'm Then he calls the gentleman up. Brother Anthony, and he says, Brother Anthony, come on up. I know you wanted to do this anonymously, but I want you to give them to Pastor Angel. You know what they were? A brand new pair of gray vans. Size 12. And Pastor Andy said, just to show you, he listened and he acted. Now, I'm not putting peer pressure or any pressure on you right now. No, no, don't worry. But I was like, wow. You know what that did to me? It encouraged me. It encouraged me. you got to understand that when you encourage somebody, you give to them, you contribute in some way, it doesn't cause them to have this grow. It causes them to have this grow. Their heart grows. And they become inspired to go another round. To serve with greater passion. To serve with more purpose. Caitlin, come on up here. Come on up here. Come on up here, Caitlin. Now, I saw Caitlin today at Cutler. And I said, look, she she made a compliment about my shoes, right? (laughs) Yeah. And she said... Those are nice. And then, she, and, I go, and then she showed me hers. And hers are supposed to be white like mine. <laughs> I said, Mija, that's more than off-white. <laughs> but this is for you to get a pair of Vans. <laughs> because I appreciate that. Okay? All right. You see, this young lady has blessed me, encouraged me. I've seen her grow, not only in her gifting, but here. I've seen her grow in her pursuit of God. Pastor notices those things. And my aim, and I shared this in color, is I'm going to tell it when I see it. I'm going to text it when I see it. I'm going to post it when I see it. I'm going to bless it when I see it. Because when I'm done with my race, there's something I want people to remember. He encouraged me forward. Because I know the power of encouragement. I know its power. This past week, somebody texted my wife and said, Do you know of a family that's in needs, a student that needs uh, supplies, clothes, 
I want to bless them. And my wife was able to reach out to an agency in our area in Cutler, and we were able to make the connection. And there's going to be a family. There's going to be a student. There's going to be a family that this week is, or is going to receive a blessing that's going to let them know you're not alone. There is someone that cares for you. Someone that cares about you. I want you to know there's power and encouragement. And that's what I want us to be. Because watch this. Here's what I've learned. You see, God has blessed my life. God has blessed me in ways that I just like, wow, God, that's only you. How many of you had those kind of blessings where you know that's not me? That's only only you, God. And, and, and see, I, I know there are things that have transpired in my life. God opens doors that I'm like, okay, I guess you want me to walk through it. But I know that at the foundation of it has been that my wife and I have said from the beginning, we're going to do what we can to be encouragers. We're going to do what we can to be a blessing. We're not just going to say it. We're going to show it. We're going to share it. We're going to speak it as well as display it. I believe in the power of encouragement. And here's what I know, that when you encourage There's a boomerang effect connected to encouragement. When you throw out encouragement, it's always going to come back to you. In fact, the Bible says this in the book of Proverbs 11.25 in the New Living Translation. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Wow. Isn't that good? One more. Encouragement through written expression. Encouragement through written expression. You know that your encouragement, your encouragement can have great power. One reason why is because everybody, everybody needs to be encouraged. Everybody needs to be encouraged. The night Abraham Lincoln was assassinated at Ford's Theater, this is what he was carrying. Two pairs of glasses, a small velvet eyeglass cleaner, an ivory pocket knife, a large handkerchief with A. Lincoln stitched in red, a tiny pencil, A brass sleeve button, a fancy watch fob, and a brown wallet with a Confederate $5 bill. But Lincoln also carried eight newspaper clippings that he had cut out and saved. All those clippings praised him. Everybody needs Encouragement. And if you know anything about his tenure as president, he was criticized often. In fact, even people in his own cabinet, his own secretary, in his cabinet, would belittle and criticize him. But what kept him going? Those eight clippings. Every time he would see them, he would be reminded, somebody believes in what you're doing. Somebody supports you. And those clippings kept him going in the midst of having to deal with being questioned, being criticized, being critiqued. 
kept him going. I want to encourage you to encourage others. How? Post it. Text it. Write it. Let's choose to point out what people are doing right instead of pointing fingers to what people are doing wrong. I subscribe to, on Facebook, what's happening in Dinuba page. I'm not on there anymore. Because you go on there sometimes and it's like, I went through jack-in-the-box drive-through and they got my order wrong. Or I was at Walmart and it's like a bunch of cheese, man. I'm like, if I want that, I'll just turn on the soap opera or something, you know. But all in it criticizing. Now it's a personal page of venting. And I'm like, would somebody just post about when they did get it right? Would somebody just post about when you saw somebody help somebody out? Because we're filled in this world, in our society today, with enough cynics, with enough criticizers. And if you're a child of God, you're not supposed to live criticizing and being a cynic. You're supposed to be that voice that prophetically declares that our God can make things right. Our God is almighty. Our God is able. The Apostle Paul, I love him because he was a masterful encourager through this method of written expression. He said this in Philippians 2, 19 through 24. Philippians 2, 19 through 24. He said, I plan according to Jesus' plan to send Timothy to you very soon so he can bring back all the news of you he can gather. Oh, how that will do my heart good. I have no one, watch this, I have no one quite like Timothy. He is loyal and genuinely concerned for you. Most people around here are looking out for themselves with little concern for the things of Jesus. But you know yourselves that Timothy's the real thing. He's been a devoted son to me as together we've delivered the message. You see what Paul did is what some preachers and pastors and leaders are afraid to do because you're going to be accused of you have favorites. But this pastor doesn't give a rip about that. Why? Because I know the power of encouragement. I'm not afraid to highlight what people do right in my life. What they do right for the ministry. I want to live my life that way. Stand up, Ruperto. Stand up. This young... You're still young, right? You're still... This guy, he, he's been a loyal soldier to Pastor Angel. He's been a loyal son to CWC Life. I want you to know, Roops, he's a family man, but this guy has always told me, I'm here for you. And he texts me messages that encourage me, that inspire me, that remind me. When I was going through some tough times, he, he was encouraged me. We're praying for you. We love you, Pastor. We appreciate you. If there's anything you need me to do during this time, he was there. And you know what that did to me? Gave me courage. To fight Abe, stand up. This is my other lawyers. I call him my Abe baby. And I'm not ashamed to call him Abe. I know he's ashamed of me calling you. No, you're not, huh? I love you. 
Now I want you to know you've inspired me and instructed me. I've watched you in challenging times. You've continued to press forward. And I want you to understand that you fueled me during that time last year. And I would turn on YouTube or Facebook, see you leading worship, knowing the challenges that you have dealt with. It inspired me. Keep praising. Keep fighting. I know you're waiting for me to call you up. No, that was for your daughter only, okay? (laughs) I love you, man. I love you. (laughs) Harvey Blanca, stand up. Stand up. These guys, he's like, man, why you? No, Harvey, I love you guys. No, stay standing, Blanca. No, 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 no. (laughs) Obey your pastor right now. You guys gave me a gift card, Home Depot, and I told you what I did with it. Got the plants for our planter. But what you guys don't know, because Harvey's not, he's the kind of guy that doesn't do things publicly, but you would message me on Instagram. What you need to know, Harvey, is that when your messages came, they came at a moment most needed inspiration and encouragement. At first I was like, Harvey's messaging me. And then I read it, and just constantly positive, uplifting encouragement. Blanca, you're you're that encourager. You just shine with joy. I just want you to know I appreciate it. And that you have injected me with courage to go another round. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. I know this is not, you know, people are like, what's going on? This is, this is family here to me. Martha Lowry, would you stand up? This is our church treasure. And she's all, it comes to money, I'll tell you that. She's, she's a cancer survivor. have never wavered in carrying out what God's gifted you to do. And you and Bill, I still remember when I was fighting depression back in 1996. You guys took care of my lung. I remember that. But it hasn't just been then. It's been throughout the years that you've been in our church. Ya están viejitos. But you guys have been loyal. Just want you to know I appreciate you. And watching you fight, not only through that time, through cancer, but afterwards, your attitude of being upbeat, encouraging. And then you told me words I needed to hear. You don't know how invaluable those were. You said, Pastor, whatever you need throughout this time to get well, we're here for you. You don't know how that just. I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight. Here I am. Stronger today than I was back in August of last year. 
part of that is because of your encouragement. Thank you. I love you, man. This guy can cook, guys. You want some good ribs and chicken and... Ow. You've served me. Not only good meals, but through prayer, through your texts. And you kept reminding me got this, Pastor. got this. You suffered physically, yet you fought. You inspired me through your persistence. Keep fighting. I love you, my brother. Thank you for praying for me and encouraging me. You said it and you showed it. Love you, man. And everybody, you guys brought me an Italian meal. It was almost as good as Olive Garden. Almost, almost. You guys blessed me. And then your daughters. I still have those cards. I cried when I read them. I did. Because they blessed me. In fact, you guys don't know this at home. I have a, I have a box because... Mama said, you either clean it up or you throw them away. So give me a box and I put them all in a box. I have all thank you cards, birthday cards. I got... Whenever I have battled with sadness, doubt, fear, my wife knows I've, I've gone through. I'll read. It's, it encourages me. I'm telling you, never underestimate the power of encouragement. Bobby, I love you, my brother. You're literally my brother. Wow. My brother went through a health scare. And I watched him fight. You know what he would do? Call me up. How you doing, bro? He's an ex-homie. That's why he would say, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, my brother. I'm doing good. But he would check up on me on the regular. Check me with faith and hope. Praying for you, bro here for you. Power of encouragement. Babe, I love you. I told you in color, I'll say it now. Nate, my son, would you stand up? I, I know you're serving, but you come on up here, my son. I want you all to know this is my son. This is my boy, Nathan. Babe, would you come on up? I'm going to wrap this up right now, but come on up. I'm being transparent and honest with you. Come on up here, son. But I'm, I just want you to see, never underestimate the power of encouragement. During the time I was battling, he was battling. He was dealing with the hernia, and then we found out there was cancer that had to be dealt with. He was in pain. Because of COVID, things were backed up. He couldn't get an appointment for his surgery. I see him battling in pain. He tried to sleep. He couldn't sleep. You know what he would do? Go to our living room. And I'd hear him put on worship music. I 
hear him worship. And I'd hear him pray. You know what that would do to his dad? He would say to me, if my boy can fight, I can fight too. You kept me going through your dedication, through the pain. And then this beautiful woman, she would have prayer sessions with us. She'd gather us in the living room and say, let's pray. Or Nate would say, can we pray, Mom? And she'd say, let's all pray. And during that season, I'm telling you, this woman had to bear the load of her husband and her son battling physically. She just keep on praying, keep on praising, keep on encouraging us, speaking the promises of God over our lives, declaring over our bodies that the Lord was our healer, declaring that no weapon formed against us would prosper. And I'm telling you, it would just give me an injection. And I'm here standing stronger than I was back then and stronger than I have felt in a long time because of the power of encouragement. And I want to say to you today, listen, I don't know what you're going through here, if you're going through a challenge or you're going through something on live stream, but I know who can get you through it. And I know that you can fight another round. And I know that greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. I know no weapon formed against you will prosper. And I know that no matter what the devil throws at you, what God has for you is greater and God is able to help. I'm here to tell you the Lord is faithful. The Lord is true. The Lord is the one who will sustain you through any season. There's power in encouragement. Dave Willis said it, be an encourager. The world has enough critics already. Be an encourager. Amen. Love you, babe. Close your eyes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. Great is your faithfulness. And you sent the heavenly encourager, the parakaleo, the Holy Spirit, the one called alongside to help encourage, strengthen, uphold, intercede, plea for. Thank you. You said that when we would receive the Holy Spirit, you said... He will abide with you forever. You do not leave us to fend for ourselves. You do not leave us to try to figure things out on our own. You've provided an ever-present encourager. 24-365. Yeah. Now, Father, I pray for those here and online who need encouragement. Oh, God, may they have courage today through you. Your word says, Psalm 27, 14, Wait, I say, on the Lord. 
and be of good courage. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You're saying, wait in faith. And you will be encouraged. For the Lord will fight for you. Yeah, the Lord will fight for you. say, Pastor Angel, I need God's courage right now for the challenge that I'm dealing with right now. Or I need God's blessing because I've been dealing with a burden in my life that's overwhelming. I want you to make your way forward if you would want to. This is the front area we call it the altar. And we want to agree with you in prayer. I don't want you to leave today without knowing that you're not alone in the fight without experiencing the power of prayer. I know the power of prayer. I stand here because of the power of encouragement. And one of the ways I've been encouraged is through prayer that has been offered on my behalf. You want that, you come right now. I want to make sure we give you the opportunity to be prayed for. So that God would impart courage to you. That's it. Come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, PW.